this match day one review in AFL Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest for the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for $20 off. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in northeast of England. Today is... I have got no idea. I know it's Sunday, the 13th of August. There you go. Uh, and we're going to have a little look back over an unbelievable weekend of a Premier League action. Would be mainly our picks. Um, and then we're going to pick some uh, midweek stuff. There's uh, EFL League One and League Two. And I think everyone's enjoyed the lower league action that we've done recently. We've got the Women's World Cup semi finals too. Um, joining me from uh, Bingham in Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. What's happening? Uh, yes, welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm sounding, uh, I'm feeling a lot fresher than you sound. Um, I can tell yeah. you're in a bad place today, aren't you? <laughs> well, you should, be high. you should be absolutely buzzing with this weekend. Um, but you're struggling. Tell us about it. Well, uh, well, alcohol was taken, Baz, basically. I, uh, I told you I'd been building up until Saturday for ages because we've been doing all those shows. It was the first game of the season. Um, and you never know how long you're going to stay out, do you? So I was out sort of mid-afternoon. I made it out about half-time in the Arsenal Forest game. So I got in the pub about quarter to two. But then obviously Newcastle was played really well and won. So we stayed out, we stayed out, we stayed out, we stayed out. And I got back in here at about quarter to two in the morning. So I did the solid 12 hours. I had a bit of a dance. Baz, we went to a blues bar downstairs from bar 38. The fellow right. with the guitar, ooh, like that. Playing a bit of that. Um... Also in there, and this is why I might feel so bad, Baz. Have you ever had a pickle barrel drink? Ah, uh, rings a bell, that. Does it? No, you see. Was it not a pickle bar? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. Got, a, we've got a bar down here in Knott's called uh, Percy Picklebackers. Uh, ah. And they, they do loads of those. And, uh, why? Often, I didn't understand it. Don't know. So I've it's a shot that. of whiskey and a shot of pickle juice? Yeah. Because uh, apparently the pickle juice is going to dumb. It was full of it. It's full of electrolytes, so it just it makes you let not hung over. Well, it hasn't worked, or if it has worked, I would have been ten times worse than I am today. Um, but no, it was a good day all round. Up, and see, I got in the in the pub first. Tiger was first in, and by then my bet on City for uh, City Burnley had gone down, and I had both teams to score in that Forest game, and it was two 0 and there wasn't long left. And I was saying to Tiger, I'm a bit anxious here about it. I just want to get my first one over the line. You know, I didn't want to start 0-2 because then you're always catching up. Forrest then get a goal back almost immediately. So I'm 1-1. One one. And after that, Baz, it's just been a great big avalanche of winners. Like, uh, well, I, was three... about, I, was, I was thinking about your losers uh, just as a consequence of looking at all your winners. 
You had yeah. the two most emphatic losers of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you had Burnley to score the first goal and that was down hey, after three minutes. minutes. Yeah, I was and laughing at that. Villa to beat Newcastle. That was down, you know, well, five minutes in, Newcastle go up and then it was a 5-1. So that was an emphatic defeat. But then you hit absolutely everything else. Um, yeah, I did. Counted up today, Malcolm, 15 winners. We had nine games. <laughs> we put out 15 <laughs> winning picks between us. Um, so we both went seven and nine on our main pick. Fucking hell, Barry. You also put out your correct score. You had Palace 1-0 and you had Ever- um, West Ham Bournemouth 1-1. The 1-1 of the week. 100% record for the 1-1 of the week. On its debut. And your Polly, your Aka, your three-team goals accumulator came in. Correct. Two plus 350. Your underdog, Fulham, came in. Um, uh, yeah, I counted up 15 winning picks from the show. And... That's not because we put out 40 or 50 picks, Malcolm. No. We, yeah. We've had two losers each um, in terms of our main <laughs> picks. Out, you know, out of the nine games, our, our nine main players, um, I, I picked two losers. I was a whisker away on the two I lost as well. Um, for me, a disappointment was the... Um, I almost swept the three o'clock games. The only one that let me down was the cards in the Brighton game. There was three mm. cards after 45 minutes. There was... Four cards after 60 minutes and then another sort of 40 minutes went past and nobody got booked, despite there being two penalties in that time. Um, so that was a bit of a kick in the balls. And the other one that lost for me was um, oh, the Arsenal handicap, which actually was looking like a push for me for quite a yeah. lot. So I wasn't far off, off hitting everything. But again, happy happy with how I'd done. As I say, seven winners um, were totally eclipsed by you because all of yours were Nice prices, tidy plus money prices, six to yeah. ones, three to ones, two to ones, five to twos. He had everything in there. Um, and it, it's just a perfect start. I mean, I, I nailed the EFL last week, uh, and I'm quite happy to hand the crown over to you this yeah. week. Yeah, if we um, keep taking turns, Baz, I'll settle for that. Um, yeah, I'll settle for that. So, and I know people have uh, people have tuned in already for your EFL picks, Baz. After you, uh, I feel like the pressure's off me. I can just throw out any old rubbish tonight. Um, because people are going to be following your picks here on the uh, on the EFL. Yeah, yeah, um, I think I'd say after after a good weekend, we've had loads of good feedback, Twitter, uh, direct messages on there, TikToks, yeah, uh, Discord. Everyone's been given loads of good feedback. Um, we've seen loads of people sharing their betting slips and, and followed a lot of good stuff. Feedback's lovely, but reviews are better. Like on, genuinely, get, like. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube and subscribe. We've got loads of new subscribers, which is great. Um, but honestly, Malcolm, we've had thousands of downloads in the last two weeks with all the shows we've done. Yeah. 50% of our listeners uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, and less than 20 of them have bothered to leave a review. Yeah. Like, it, it, more more reviews would be lovely. And similar on Spotify. Spotify, don't, you don't even have to write any words on Spotify. You just press five stars. It takes seconds. So we have had a good weekend. And if you have followed any of it, do us a favour um, and like and follow and subscribe and tell your mates because um, that's how we get bigger and keep growing and keep being able to put all this stuff out for you. There was a, there was a little tell that I was having a good weekend, Baz, and it was the amount of people that were sliding into the DMs uh, from yeah. about T nine yesterday. Did you get any of that? People like yeah. a lot of people from the network uh, who I never really well. I never speak to uh, uh, Adam. I think we'll mind to shout out Adam uh, and Terrell off the NBA show. Uh, obviously Dylan from the MLB show. Everyone, how are you, man? How are you doing? 
Yeah, you got any picks for the Sunday games? I was getting a lot of that. I was like, you fuckers, come on. And if and they then, follow the picks for the Sunday games, we swept the whole lot. We're yeah, exactly, yeah. So I saw Adam, Adam was sitting at the Fantasy Football Expo with Sean and Ryan while they were doing their fantasy football panel. He was sweating Liverpool, Chelsea, under two and a half, doubled up with the goals in the Brentford game. Terrell had back the same thing. I know Dylan's gone to the Mets game tonight. He's uh, he's at the Mets game at City Field, but he has 10 times more beer money than he had uh, because he followed everything yesterday. So, yeah, the uh, it's nice though as well to, to get some positive feedback. Um, the other thing, we must, got to, we got must stop bad Baz though, um, putting out, recording the show after the results because that makes <laughs> people cross on TikTok, did it? I was just about to say that. So, so I use TikTok really as a way of trying to direct traffic towards the podcast and the YouTube, getting people listening. So... I don't put any pics out on there, but after the event, I'll put our highlights out and show how good we can be. Uh, and the number of people who come back accusing us of having recorded after the games <laughs> had finished, yeah. uh, despite the fact it's all been on there on YouTube since Wednesday. So, yeah, at least five or six people have, have accused us of, um, of just making well, it up. What gets me is they're just so confident about it. Why would, like, why would you? I don't understand. It's totally baffling. I think um, a couple of them have apologised after I pointed out YouTube link and went, look, it's been there since Wednesday. Go go check it out. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the thing to do is just disarm them with kindness. Like, um, I know Betty, uh, my daughter, went into bat for me on TikTok. I think there was a she went in there, don't say nasty things about my dad comments. Uh, She went, get stuck in. But um, the who's in the comments? So we've got a couple of new names. um, well, Zar plays Zar Zar plays we'll see uh, was first in and uh, he's saying he's new to Premier League and, and soccer betting so welcome along yeah get involved it's uh, it's a good fun and occasionally we have a great weekend like we did um, Slick Rick is here Serial Serial ever so briefly on Friday night was atop of the Premier League the, the FPL table he was top of the Fantasy League on Friday um, and he's not anymore. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll touch on that a little bit. Bob made me laugh on Friday. I was working. He actually, you know, I said to you, no spoilers, Baz, for the game. I said I'm going to try and record the game and watch it when I get in. So no spoilers. Bloody Bob messaged me the score, didn't he? Um, so I was furious with him. But the reason he messaged me was because he had Rodri and his fantasy team. So I got a message saying Rodri assists, and then a Rodri goal, and then I got home and I checked, and he didn't have Rodri and his fantasy team at all. So when he woke up in the morning, he was buzzing. I said, Bob, do you remember putting Rodri in your team? He went, yeah. I said, do you remember right at the last minute when you took him out of your team? And his little face just dropped like he was absolutely crestfallen. So I think he's still got more points than me. But uh, yeah, he's hanging around up there. Uh, so yeah, let's, we'll just have a little uh, a little praise of what we did and, and really how the football looked at the weekend because there was the rule changes and the extra minutes and we thought it would have an effect on things like the, the goals, uh, totals and the yellow cards. Uh, maybe just some things we could jump on in terms of system, please. Um, we got a new sponsor, though, I need to tell you about here. Uh, the sponsor is Game Time. Uh, Game Time, help you get tickets. Uh, and obviously, that can be a right pain in the backside. Um, even just trying to sort out our tickets for Newcastle at the moment. They've got a new system where you have to download them to your phone, but if you want to pass them on to a friend... Uh, they have to have an account and you have to get it in your wallet, send it to their wallet and there's checks on the door and it was a nightmare getting in yesterday. Um, and really, 
doing things, buying tickets or, or sharing tickets, things like that, really shouldn't be as stressful. And that's what game time helps you out with. Really fast and easy. You can buy tickets for sport, music, comedy, theatre. Uh, there's last-minute ticket deals. Uh, best prices are guaranteed there. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a much less stress over the tickets and you can start getting hyped for the actual uh, fun that you have. Um, I mean, personal experience, we don't have any in this country because we, we, we can't use the app. But I know a lot of people on the network have um, have used Game Time and they've just got nothing but po- uh, positive things to say about things like the, the last-minute flash deals. Um, you get the images of seat views. That's really good. Used that at Wembley last year so you can find out where you're going to be. Um, and a, a lowest price guarantee as well, event cancellation protection. Um, job loss protection, so loads of stuff that will help you um, protect your tickets. Uh, Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals, so you can forget planning months in advance. It's got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Um, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre. Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, so you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are all set. Tickets are sent direct to your phone. You have to dig through your email. Um, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the SGPN code for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So in terms of these systems, Baz, we sort of gave out at the very top of the, the show last week that goals and cards might be a thing. Goals because of all the extra minutes. And then cards because everyone was going to get in trouble for being dissentful. Uh, is dissentful a word? Dissentive? What's the word? Yeah. Dissension. Dissentive. Dissentful? Um, as it happens, the goals didn't really transpire. Uh, Luton, there was a lot of late goals there. I gave out the goal minutes in that one, 160. I think it was three goals, 80 plus. So the, the goal minutes in that landed on about 320. Um, Newcastle scored a few late on. But that didn't really hit. But there was quite a lot of yellow cards, Baz. We saw quite a lot of people being booked for asking for someone else to be booked. Uh, we saw managers. Pep got a yellow card on um, on Friday night. Uh, we saw a few others. So just the, the general feel, Baz, of, of, the, of day one of the league, how did the football look and feel to you? Cards definitely stood out, um, particularly for the descent. I mean, Newcastle, I think, had three cards in the game. All of them were for uh, arguing with the referee. Uh, I looked at the numbers last year, day one, um, or, or game week one, 10 games, 30 yellow cards. Um, this year, we've had nine games. We've had 37 yellow cards already. Uh, quite a big uptick. So tag in tomorrow's game, you're probably going to be looking at a jump from 30 cards last season to 40 so we're averaging nearly four a game uh, the one red card as well um, as you say I think the time the, the additional time we talked about wasn't completely stupid I think there was some big chunks of time in some games but where it was justified you know Newcastle for example Tyrone Mings was down for five yeah. or six minutes and we had 11 minutes in the first half I, I don't think if that had happened last year would have been too surprised by it so um yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because Lee Hughes is in the comments saying he's going to put his winnings on over two and a half mutes. From <laughs> uh, a bad shout. Yes, Lee. Um, 
I've enjoyed the weekend of football. Uh, you know, some of that is because we've had good picks, but it's just been good to have it back. Uh, and obviously, you know, we haven't even hit on how good Newcastle were yet, Malcolm. I mean, <laughs> 17 minutes into the show. It's I mean, Newcastle show, but it's not. But we talked up Villa, didn't we? Expecting some good things from them. Um, yeah. You know, and Newcastle's home form is always good. And, and we, we did say Newcastle have always got this capability to hit teams for fours and fives. They've done it. Yeah. regularly last season and, and it was exactly the same sort of you know scenario that we've seen in, in several games including the Villa game at St James's last year um, we just absolutely battered them from start to finish and and they a lot of it was their own undoing as well they, they had that crazy high line which we just exploited over and over and over again yeah that I mean what I like most about Newcastle is how we just unchanged in terms of, of how we went for it, getting in front after four minutes was just something that we did a lot last year. We just get it, teams, um, just right from the first whistle, we straight into them. I mean, I've got Villa written down on my list of things to talk about, really, because I actually thought they played quite well. Um, I mean, it was two and a half time. They were well and truly in the game. Uh, they lost Tyrone Mings. They then make a mistake for 3-1, miss a sit-ash, which they should have got it back to 3-2. And then it got away from them. They, they ended up, I think they lost both centre-halves. Um, but they've got some really good players. Diablo Diaby was excellent. Um, yeah, the number 44, Bubakar, in the middle of the park had a really good game. Johnny Watkins looked sharp. Yeah, they just look like a really good team. Because I thought if that was another team, if someone like Palace or Bournemouth who came up to Newcastle yesterday, they could have got beat 15-0. Like. And Newcastle was just absolutely magnificent. Um and it was lovely to see, obviously, the new boys, Harvey Barnes and uh, Tenali, get involved. Um, Everton were a team I wanted to talk about because they got beat, which we picked. Uh, it was also funny because it's always funny when they get beat. Um, but their XG was something like three and a half. I think they had one of the higher XGs in the, in the, in the entire league. But they just... So I can't decide if we handicapped Everton wrong because they played well. Or did we handicap them correctly because we said they can't score goals? And he looked at that lineup and they've got Neil Morpé still up front. And he's never, ever, ever going to score you a goal. He'll score you a goal every six months. So I still don't know. I mean, if Everton, if that, if that was a positive sign that Everton played well for them, or um, was that just the Everton we can expect? Yeah, I mean, I looked at their lineup and it, it, it screams mediocre doesn't it it's just yeah. there's nothing that gets you excited I hadn't realised until um, the weekend actually that Dwight McNeil's missing for a few weeks for them as well uh, oh. Calvert-Lewin wasn't there and we talk about how important he is how, how they really need to get him on the pitch if they're going to do anything uh, and as you say if they were creating those chances and Calvert-Lewin was there might have been a different story um, I mean the, I played the under 2.5 um, and say, was never really in doubt was it um, there was a couple of things that stood out to me. Oh, I say stood out. <laughs> All the rule changes that come in, mm-hmm. like they've obviously had a big sit. Right, what are we going to change this year? And at no point did anyone say, "Well, that handball rule was a bit silly last year. Why don't we look at that?" Because did you see the dunk <laughs> penalty? The Lewis dunk. Yeah, yeah, that, that's absurd. not a penalty, is it? Like, that is absurd. And and I just think it's one of the most ridiculous. Rules in the game at the moment is the handball rule. Nobody knows what's what. Um, I mean, there was a lot of controversy around the Chelsea one. I don't think that Chelsea one was a penalty. Um, 
He's uh, arms, the, yeah, his arms up near the end where it hit him on the hand. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not a penalty either. That's not a penalty, but neither was the dunk one, and, and the dunk one gets given, so you can see why people are are annoyed about it. So just man, you know, changing rules like oh, you, could, you can't have two managers, two coaches in the technical area. Like that's not a rule that ever needed to be introduced. No. Um, but there are other things that could have been looked at which would have made more of an impact. Um, I mean, the other thing, Matt, I think there's been no real surprises. If you look across every result we've seen this weekend, and it, you know, it'll feed into why we've had, had quite a good weekend, although we did you know, get some good prices. There's not what, a single result that you look and think, oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't see Newcastle, Batter and Villa, but it's, it's not a massive surprise. We've done it with plenty of teams in the last year under Eddie Howe. Um, Liverpool, Chelsea draw. You wouldn't have, you know, we we said it would be low scoring, so so that was fine. Um, we thought Brentford would compete with Spurs, and and the yeah. three relegated teams have come up and lost um, in you know difficult fixtures where where we thought they would lose. Um, so yeah, no no massive surprise. And I think we we play in a last man standing competition. About one hundred and forty entries went in this week, uh, and only two people went out. So that shows you how. How much of a fairly predictable weekend it's been in terms of the the results side of it? Um, yeah, yeah, that was fair enough. That was going to be one of my points. Was that after after a good weekend of picks, it kind of follows that it's backed up because we made the picks on all those pre season shows that we've done. Um, so we've done the pre season shows. We've then formed opinions based on those, and we've had a good weekend. So it kind of backs up everything that we've done. So. Teams that we thought were going to go well have gone well. Teams that we faded, like Everton and Sheffield United, have lost. So it really just kind of reinforces everything after week one. Um, could just as easily go the other way. Um, I was interested to watch Liverpool and Chelsea today because you wanted to see how they, how, how able they look, um, maybe competing at the top. And I just didn't think they were quite there. Like they were, they were fine. Um, they'll win a lot of games, but they'll also draw and lose a lot of games, concede a lot of goals. They're both wide open, and um, obviously get, they can get better as well. The new players are going to get better. Uh, Pochettino will get them playing. So the, the longer they go, but they just didn't look on a par with uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, Manchester City. The strength there, like uh, I mean, it's a good it was, game. It was a yeah. good game, particularly the first half, wasn't it? I was impressed with some of Chelsea. Certainly, Chilwell, I thought, was outstanding. Yeah. Jackson looks good. Given a bit of time, mm-hmm. Jackson will, will get goals for him. Um, yeah, we know we know what Liverpool are on attack. Although I, I just thought they sort of ran out of steam a bit and ran out of ideas in the second half, Liverpool. But it just it was the lineups that was startling for me. You looked at the Liverpool lineup and thought, who's defending here? Who's yeah? Because you've got six attack-minded players in your midfield and forward line. Because, you know, McAllister and Zobosly aren't defensive midfielders. Um, and then you've got two attack-minded fullbacks in Trent and Robertson. So you've just, you were looking at just thinking, that's going to be vulnerable. And they looked vulnerable on many occasions. Um, I mean, the other thing was Chelsea. I looked at the Chelsea lineup, And did you see the bench for Chelsea? I mean, it was full of kids. And I'm thinking, how how has mm-hmm. that Chelsea squad had 800 million pounds <laughs> on it in the last sort of two years um, it just looked it looked weak I, I thought uh, to be fair they, they played better than they expected as I say I think it was a good result probably more for Chelsea than, than Liverpool um, it was an entertaining game but 
I think both of those teams will will have defeats in them and quite a few defeats in them personally as, as it stands at the moment. I mean, where does Caicedo end up? Because he'll be a massive player for one of them, I think. And it looks more likely to be Chelsea. I mean, that deal is nuts, isn't it? Chelsea have yeah, been famous to sign him all summer. It comes out the woodwork on Friday. Uh, Liverpool have had a bid accepted. Caicedo will sign for Liverpool. And then a couple of hours later, Caicedo says, no, I want Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And now Chelsea are going back in and negotiate. I mean, Klopp thought it was done because he was talking about them in the press conferences if it was done. Um, and now he's still not signed for either of them. Um, and it's mad that Chelsea are favourites to sign Caicedo and Lavia from Southampton um, for a combined... They just signed Tyler Adams as well, so that's three CDMs they've signed in a week. they pulled out of that one, haven't they? Did they? Oh, I thought I think, it was done. Yeah, I don't think that's happening anymore, apparently. No, OK. That would be a bit excessive. Um, would be. But that would be a massive blow for... Liverpool if they don't get Caicedo or Lavia because Liverpool fans were cock-a-hoop when they seen Caicedo's deal was agreed um, and he would have been a per- the perfect signing for them I-, I think he would have made a massive difference um, doesn't look like it's going to happen now Slick Rick's talk about that game taking Salah off was puzzling uh, Salah wasn't very uh, happy about it either was he but that it was, was classic yeah. English football every time he threw a bit of tape on the floor of the paddy everyone was cheering and yeah. then he started getting the ooh as he was unwrapping it ooh <laughs> and then he would throw it Way! and he did it happened about five times making Bob were probably laughing at that uh, I enjoyed that a lot um, is there anyone bad to go on the tit list this week I haven't got anybody um, Jurgen Klopp may was, becomes close, but I don't think he's done enough to to go on it quite yet. So for me, the tit list remains bare this week, Pat. Yeah, I, you know we said we can't include past discretions, so obviously the yeah. I'm itching to get Arteta, Arteta, yes, and, um, and Klopp on there. But as of now, um, no, no. no list yet nobody on the tit list uh, early, early days there, there must have been someone that uh, but I think it's been too much of a high this weekend Malcolm I'm just a bit more laid back about it you know because we've we've done it yeah well that, the, the same but I've been too over to register anything yeah. to know who I am and where I am so, uh, don't worry we'll get some tits on that list soon well yeah absolutely um, right we'll make some picks as well Listen, we've got some football league stuff to go through which I know people are hankering for um, I'll tell you about our Patreon first um, you'll get exclusive access to things like the NFL win totals contest. Um, that's got a thousand dollar first place prize. This is all this sports gambling podcast, Patreon, uh, this weekly contest as well. The monthly SGP stories podcast, uh, the discord channel, which is just for our patrons. Um, so yeah, help us prevent corporate gambling, do your part and sign up at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon at sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Um, Serial's asking how many managers got yellows. Um, I saw Guardiola did. Did did Arteta get one? I can't remember. Um, did. There was two in. The, it wasn't the managers, but it was the assistants got them in the oh, okay. Spurs Brentford game. Ryan Mason and and someone from Brentford definitely did. Um, I can't think. Pep Pep got one, didn't he? he did, Pep got just, one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of. I haven't been counting. But I mean, there was. From a betting there was lots of weird ones in the Newcastle game. Bruno got one for asking for someone else to get one. Tonali got one for not going off the pitch fast enough when he got substituted. Um, there was yeah, just loads of stupid little 
awkward ones. Yeah, I mean, from from a betting perspective, the managers' ones you you can't really get. You know, you know they're not included in, in game totals anyway, so it yeah, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, I think the referees are going to be really quick to be booking players um, for arguing, getting in the face, asking for a call. Yeah. Get on players like Bruno Fernandez tomorrow. Should be nailed on for a yellow card. But what the less where they get reluctant is where they've already done it once. They'll they'll not do it a second time for the same offence. Yeah. James Madison could have had four or five cards today. Yeah, I was waiting for him to get sent off, you know. And, and especially under in. the persistently infringing, because he just kept doing those little niggly fouls. It was the fouls, but he was he was arguing every one of them and he was he delayed the restart a couple of times, which had he not have been booked, he would have got booked for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I th- that's going to be interesting is when's the first one going to get a second yellow be sent off for Oregon. There was actually one in the lower leagues, Rotherham. Did you, have you seen the Rotherham one? Ah, I saw you tweeted out, Bazir. Lad gets fouled, stands up, and he waves the imaginary card like that, and the ref just reaches in. Yellow card, <laughs> second yellow, it's a red, and, and off he goes, and he's absolutely astonished, but... The rules there, and that's what should be. Known, yeah, they'll have been briefed on that. Like well, all of these players know exactly. But for the first few weeks, Malcolm, it's habit for these players. They used to being able to go yeah. to the referees, saying what they want, asking for yellow cards, slowing down a free kick being taken, and things like that. It's habit, and until they get out of the habit, players are going to keep getting booked. So you know, I think for the next few weeks, until it really sinks in, or until someone does get a red card as a result of two stupid offences, um, then we'll keep seeing them. So, yeah, definitely something to keep eyes on. Um, quickly having a look at the Fantasy League, there are uh, two Penalunas in the top four, and neither of them are you, Barry. Do you want to talk us through that? Um, Malcolm, I had my team set for weeks and weeks. Yeah. And then 10 minutes before deadline, I made three changes. Do you want to know <laughs> the three players <laughs> you I took These are the three players I took out, Malcolm. Yeah. Diaby, Goal, Pedro, goal, and Buemo, goal. Oh, well um, played. So Beautiful. I, I replaced them with Foden, nothing, Eze, nothing, Jackson, nothing. Um, what a good player, Baz. Small margins, but it, it, it did also allow me to... Um, so I, 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 I look at it in a chunk of weeks. I'm not looking at game week one as any major issue. Um, next week, I've got Salah where a lot of people haven't. Uh, Jackson's got a good run of fixtures now, and I think he looked lively for me today. Quite yeah, happy with it. Pedro, I wanted to fade Pedro because everyone's got him. Um, and my thinking was, if he doesn't get off to a good start, everyone will want rid of him. And at five and a half million, you can't really replace him with much. Um, but if he gets off to a good start and he's taking penalties, then I will have to get him in um, because it'll be costly not to do so. Um, the rest, though, I, you know, I lost out on Mbemo and Diaby. Diaby's annoying, um, really, because Diaby looked looked good. I like the looks of him, yeah. and when they've got some good fixtures, he's he's going to get some good attack in return. So definitely one, one for the watch list for me. Um, so yeah, top of our league is is my brother Darren at the moment, but um, he might get caught. There's a couple of players in behind who've got Onana and Rashford. He's just got Rashford. Um, yeah. So yeah, week one leaders looking like a, a Penaluna, but as you say, it won't be <laughs> you're wrong one yet. So your big brother's first, your little brother's in fourth. Uh, little Andy's. Is that Jamie in fourth? Bruno's magic hat. Yeah. Jamie Penaluna. It's written right. there, right? He, 
he will never win anything. He'll he'll have lost interest <laughs> by week two or three. He he doesn't know how to play a fantasy league like. I'm just looking. I think Slick Rick's sitting in fourteenth. Um, Serial sitting in sixteenth. Uh, Wayne Mullen, the Villa fan, uh, he's sitting in eighteenth. Um, yeah, Wayne Mullen. Um, speaking of which, I had to be really restrained. I was tempted to drop him a message on Twitter yesterday. Um, but Don't then I went Wayne up, man. I know, I know. We shouldn't. We, we shouldn't need a Villa ally. To be fair, you know, he's a fan of the show and I don't want to put people off. Uh, but no, to be fair, I looked at his uh, feed and he was absolutely raging and I thought he doesn't... What was he? Me. What about? I, I, just about, about uh, Villa just, being shit or about... The high line, the tactics, the substitutions. Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of everything. <laughs> I thought he didn't need me getting in his ear, but I'm sure if Wayne's listening, he'll uh, he'll take a little... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If, if you lose 5-1, you have to take it. All good fun. Uh, better days ahead, Wayne. I like to say I thought Villa were quite good. Like, uh, seeing much worse teams up here this season. Right, Baz, make some picks. Come on, let's get some yes, winners. Um, nothing in the championship this week. So on Tuesday there is a full program of um, League One games, and it's League Two the same night as well. Are they all on Tuesday? Let's have a look. Yeah, Tuesday full program of League Two. I picked three, uh, three Baz. Yeah, we haven't discussed them with each other. Um, do you want to lead us off? Um, yeah, so I've got three picks in League One and three picks in League Two, um, including a couple of underdogs, one one at a modest price in League One and a, and a bigger price in League Two. I kick off um, League One with Blackpool to score two or more, so over 1.5 team total goals for Blackpool. It's a, it's a short price, this one, minus 150, four to six. Um but it, we'll, we'll stick it in and, and get it in accumulators, trebles or whatever. Port Vale is the opponent. So Blackpool are at home. Port Vale have conceded seven in their first game against uh, Barnsley. They got beat 7-0. Uh, they also conceded two goals to Fleetwood in a, a 3-2 win in the AFL Cup through the week. Um, so they have conceded a few goals already. Blackpool, meanwhile, had a, had a 2-0 win versus Burton. They followed that up with a 2-0 win over... Derby in the EFL Cup. Um, and although they did have a nil-nil yesterday, I like Blackpool to win this one and I'm going to take them to grab two goals minimum against Port Vale, who are leaky at the back. Talking about Port Vale, Baz, um, and that stupid radio show I used to do 100 years ago, we were trying to find the person, a person whose name sounded most like a football team. And there was two we found. One was called Paul Vale, right, some American fella. And then there was a woman in Nigeria called Debbie County. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we tweeted, we sent a direct message to Debbie County because um, she was, she reckoned she was an Arsenal fan. And Debbie County didn't reply, Barry, for seven years, right? <laughs> and seven years later, I got a DM and it said, yes, that was it. <laughs> she was an Arsenal fan. Seven yeah. years, right? And then replied one word, yes. Uh, what a, a great thing. So, yeah, uh, Port Vale. Right then. So, I'm going to Shrewsbury Baz first up. Uh, Shrewsbury take on Burton Albion. Um, uh, Shrewsbury are oh, 13 to 10 at home, doors 9 to 4, Burton are 16 to 5, plus 220. And the selection, Baz, is under two and a half goals. Both these teams um, weren't fancied at the start of the season, they were quite high up in the uh, in the relegation picture. Burton, I actually tipped on that first weekend as my underdog, that weekend where I got everything wrong. Um, 
They lost 3 at home uh, the weekend, just gone two. Debbie County actually just beat them. Shrewsbury lost 2 0 at the weekend. So they've scored one goal in the first two games. Uh, Burton haven't scored a goal yet. Uh, so yeah, just two really poor teams um, in a fixture that's going to be tight, cagey. Both of them desperate, really, just to scratch out a win or scratch out the draw. Um, neither can score. The under two and a half goals looks huge. It's minus 150 which is about 11 to 13, Baz, for that one. Yeah, not bad. Next up for me is um, Carlisle versus Wigan. Um, and the pick I like here is Wigan at 17 to 10, plus 170. Um, Wigan are off to a decent start, despite sitting bottom of the league on minus two points, uh, thanks to a six-point deduction. Yeah. Um, so they're getting uh, you know, the point, point where they're almost breaking even. Carlisle just looked short of goals, just one point and one goal in the first two games. Uh, they also had a 1-0 defeat in the uh, EFL Cup to Harrogate. So three games, one goal, one point. Um, I just think it's a decent plus money price here. I think Wigan looked good value. Took Wigan to beat Derby on that first day away from home. And if they can go to Derby, who are you know one of the favourites for the league, and, and get a result, then they can go to Carlisle and do similar. So Wigan... On the money line to beat Carlisle seventeen to ten plus one seventy. That very much bad is the R sniffer of the week. That I did when I've looked the minute you said the word Wigan there and I looked at the odds, I was like, Yes, that's absolutely outstanding pick. Um yeah, it's a match on the books, and I don't think it should be. Wigan are the better team. It's sometimes uh, we talk about instinct. Um, and you're absolutely right on that one. Um, I'm taking the team here that lost at Wigan at the weekend, uh, Northampton Town are at home to Lincoln City. Uh, Northampton around about six to four plus one fifty. Um, so Northampton did they played okay at Wigan because I, I do think Wigan are going to go well and they lost two one. Um, Northampton don't score many goals and they both newly into this league. Um, but but a home game is a good spot really for them to get their first points. I think they're overpriced because Lincoln beat Wickham three 0 at the weekend, but Wickham are really really struggling. I think that result flattered Lincoln. A little bit. Uh, there's not much in it. It was just a, it was too big a price, I think. Uh, Northampton at home uh, to get off the mark. I'll take um, the Cobblers six to four plus one fifty on Northampton. Bad. Nice. Next up for me, League One continuing in. It's the Derby County versus Oxford United game for me. Um, the pick I like here is over two and a half goals. Derby have hit over two point five in both of their first two games. Um, I, I do think they'll be a strong side in the league this year and particularly at home. And whilst Oxford haven't been full of goals, uh, they have conceded seven in their two away games so far. So one one in the league, one in the cup, they've conceded seven goals. Um, so over two and a half, just following the little trend on Derby hitting those in, in recent, in the first couple of games. So uh, yeah, over 2.5 goals is 19-20. Nice minus, is that minus one? Right, I've got one. I've got one league two pick, so I think you've got a couple more. So do you want to? Do you want to lead off with uh, yours? So that's that's my league one three. Um, Wigan definitely one I'll consider in a in a single as with the Derby one. If anyone's interested on the price of the treble for those three league one picks, it's eight to one. So Blackpool over one point five team total. Wigan to win and over two point five match total. Derby Oxford eight to one treble. Um, Moving on to League Two, first thing that I wanted to look at was Notts County and goals in the Notts County game. Um, I, I looked at the over two and a half. It's Morecambe versus Notts County. 
Notts County have had 11 goals in their two games so far. A 3-2 win and a 5-1 defeat. I fancy them to win this one and I fancy the overs. But 13-20, it's just a little bit short. Um, so I looked at the Notts County team total. Notts County to score two or more at 8-11 is the pick for me from this one. Um I'll yeah. jump in there then, Baz, because that's my pick. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, exactly. it's, it's the same game. It's the same game. Minus um, 137. Not counting on the money line. Um, All right. I, fa- yeah. I faded Morecambe again on day one, and they burned me, but they are, they were my tips to get relegated. They got humped at the weekend 3-0 at Mansfield. Um, and Not County got up and running. They scored three times. A good win against Grimsby at the weekend. I think they, won- they can follow up. Back in odds-on teams away from home, in the football league is generally not going to leave you profitable because it's so difficult. Um, but this just looked like an excellent spot for Notts County to follow up. I think they can start gaining a little bit of momentum. And I was kind of, I think, Morecambe Omi, uh, Morecambe Omi, some money, haven't tipped them to get beat on the first day. Um, I'm going to get my money back by getting them beat here on Tuesday. So, yeah, um, I'll take Notts County. So we can both win on that one, Baz, if they get a couple of goals. Yeah, next up for me in League Two is Mansfield to beat Doncaster. So Mansfield are away to Doncaster. Uh, Doncaster have lost their first two um, and haven't scored a goal in either of those two. Mansfield have already scored five in their two games. Um, and they're a price of 10 to 11, minus 110. I just think Doncaster have got off to a slow start. Um, you know, something that might continue. They haven't quite got any momentum going yet. So I'll take Mansfield uh, at 10 to 11 to beat Doncaster. As my next pick, and then is that you done? No, I'm done, mate. You keep going. Yeah, my, my final one is, is is a dog that I like, um, and it's Stockport v Bradford, and I'm taking Bradford to beat Stockport uh, at four to one plus four hundred. Um, I've got Stockport to do well this season, but they've lost the first two games. So another team who have uh, you know not got the momentum going at the start, and sometimes that can spiral a little bit, and, and teams can get into a little bit of a slump early on. So I'm going to back that to continue. Bradford had a good win v Colchester yesterday and I just think 4-1 to is a bit of value here. So uh, Bradford away to Stockport on the money line 4-1. to And if anyone fancies multiple in the mob again, the League 2 treble would pay 15.5-1. to um, So that's not county team total over 1.5. Mansfield to win, Bradford to win 15-1 to for those uh, three. Um, again, play them up how you like. Doubles, singles, whatever you want. Just a few ideas. Yeah, love it, Baz. Um, old uh, Jean plays in the chats. Um, <laughs> a bit discombobulated by the uh, by some of the AFL team names here. Um, oh, there's, there's some absolute beauties in this uh, in this league once we get down to... Uh, I'm just trying to think of a few of the top of my head, but uh, not very many of them spelled like the sound either. Uh, wait till we get down to Accrington, Stanley uh, and teams like that. Uh, so yes, keep up, keep up, Joe. You'll have to uh, play it back and uh, and try and spell them out. Uh, Women's World Cup semi-finals, Baz, uh, this week as well. My quarter-final picks were absolute dog shit. Uh, we like <laughs> I think all for four, not even close. Like yeah. the opposite. You? I was two, two for two. Um, oh, I took right. the overs in the. Uh, to be fair, I took the overs in the England Columbia game, which was all right. You took the cards. And honestly, that first half, Colombia should have had three or four cards. Yeah, definitely. I messaged Simmers, said the refs are dicks. She just wasn't having it. 
Yeah, you knew early on it was how that was going to go. She just wasn't interested. I think she'd left them at home. Um, so that was a winner for me. And I can't remember which other one I won on, to be honest. But I did have another winner. I'm sure of it. Um, I took Japan, anyway. so that lost. And yeah, I think I probably took Australia or something. Uh, so the semi-finals this week, I've got, we've got Spain and Sweden. I've had a cursory look, Baz. Um, this is a really trappy game because both teams have been so inconsistent. Um, Spain have gone from getting humped by Japan for one or four nil, whatever it was, um, to making it through to this semi-final. And I don't think Sweden are very good. I've watched them a load of times. They're so limited. Um, they've got no sort of starters whatsoever. Um, so really, uh, I'm just going to take the better team on the money line at eleven to ten. Now, Spain are better than Sweden. That's pretty much the, what that boils down to. So I think they'll turn them over. Um, the Australia-England game England have been poor again apart from that win against China where they scored all the goals but China were terrible um, and Australia have just settled into this pattern of mangling stuff um, they did they go through on penalties after a yep. nil uh, yeah and 10 penalties on it 10 penalties yeah that, well, that was it yeah um, so yeah you, your instinct takes, takes you towards the unders the under two and a half is like four to nine or something. It's a ridiculous yeah. price. Um, the way I quite like playing these games that are going to be boring, Baz, um, is to take the draw at halftime, uh, which is uh, nine to ten minus one eleven. Um, if you're just expecting a nil nil, rather than go under on the goals, just take the halftime draw. I think that the nil nil correct score is five to four. I mean, I don't. You might as well take that at plus one twenty because I don't think it's going to be one one at halftime. Um, even the, the goals in the england Columbia game the other day were just two horrible goalkeeping mistakes. Um, it's not like teams were looking like uh, scoring. So, uh, half-time draw, 9-10, to 10, uh, and we'll take Spain, Baz. Uh, well, I'm afraid we're on opposite sides of the coin in the first game. So, I thought Sweden were really good against Japan, personally. Um, and they've come through the toughest side of the draw. They've had a tough game against USA. They've then come against Japan, who have been one of the best sides of the tournament. And they've got through both of them. Uh, they were also 100% in the group, conceded only one goal in the group stages. Um, I just think Sweden have looked good and they've looked better with every game that's come along. Spain have also been a decent side, with the exception of that strange 4-0 defeat to Japan. But they came into the tournament with a crazy run of clean sheets, uh, but they've now conceded in each of the last three games. So I think Sweden will get on the score sheet and I think Sweden are value 5-2 plus 250. But I, I have sort of hedged it a little bit. I'm taking Sweden to qualify. Um, I'm getting plus money right. still for them to qualify. Um, however, that happens. So five to four plus 125, Sweden to qualify over Spain was the pick for me. And then I okay. agree with everything you said in, in the England game, I think low scoring, but you're looking at about minus 200, one to two for under 2.5. Yeah. Australia have had four clean sheets in five games. And as you say, they just, they can kill a game. Uh, and I think that's what they'll look to do. England have also got three clean sheets and, and just two goals conceded. So low scoring looks looks fine. Really tight game in store, I think. And I've took the draw at full time, which is nine to four plus two twenty five. I mean, if you want to combine both of our selections, you get three to one for the draw, half time, draw full time. Uh, but yeah, I think this could go all the way to penalties. This one, I think it'll be a tight game. Um, hopefully, England come through it at the end of it. Uh, champion. Well, thanks, Baz. I think we've. Uh... We've covered everything. Um, we'll be back on Thursday night for the pick show. 
um, which I'm already pumped about. So I'm going to have to try and not look too early. Um, just riding the, the crest of the wave from the weekend's winners. Um, yeah, anything else uh, you want to tell the people about, Baz? No. Um, looking forward to, to getting back into the Premier League next week. We'll see how we do uh, with this stuff. It's not our... Our forty, but we have done well on some of the EFL stuff over the over the last sort of six months or something. So fingers crossed. I mean, we had a flyer with it last week, or or I did. Um, so let's see if we can do the same. I'm off on my holidays for a couple of days. I'm going down to London uh, again. I was there last week. Um, really? yeah. with, what are you doing there, there now? I'm down with a family. Just a couple of days in London, go and do some bits and bobs. Go see a show. Go yeah. to Madame Two Swords. Go see the Waxworks. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we did that. Before. It's a bit shit, Baz. I know the little one wants to go. <laughs> there, the big one wasn't shit. interested. Um, but yeah, it's for the kids. You're going to go and sp- spend one hundred and fifty pounds in M and M World. No, I'm going to avoid no. that. That's what I got to do. It's an <laughs> outrage. It's an absolute outrage, Baz. All right, then, mate. Well, uh, yeah, Thursday night for picks, as Baz mentioned earlier on. If you can uh, like and rate and review stuff. Uh, and if you say anyone telling us that we recorded uh, our winners 12 hours after the event, if you could point out that we didn't, that would be very helpful too. Um, thanks, everyone, for being in touch over the weekend. It was a great weekend. Like I say, we got loads of great feedback, uh, direct messages, retweets. Just um, It's nice that everyone just picks a couple of winners. Um, obviously, it's, uh, it's important that we do that, um, but we are just here uh, for the community as well. So um, we do appreciate that. Uh, who's joined in the chat. Um, oh, you see, well, no, Mad United fan. We've got some yeah. uh, Spider Man pajamas here. He wants to see Baz <laughs> change his name to Baz Man United. Uh, no chance, I think I'll be safe yeah. for this season. Absolutely no chance. Um, yeah, so good luck with any uh, EFL bets you put on this week. We'll be back on Thursday to pick the Premier League for the weekend. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 